Hey y'all, this is Kimbu York, and I'm here to ask you, who are you writing for? I'm Kimbu, the host of the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm bringing my years of experience as both a fan fiction writer and a professionally published author to the problem we all love to hate, the act of writing. You can't improve on something that doesn't exist, which means the most important thing you can do is simply write. Anything. Just write something. I'm here to help you do that. Welcome back to the Author Alchemist podcast. I think technically this is episode 25, um, but... Uh, astute listeners, if there are any, will notice that there's been a slight change of format. And that is long overdue, honestly, because when I was previously working on this podcast, I was doing it in a way that I don't think was really true to myself. It wasn't genuine. I was trying to live up to the expectations of what a podcast is supposed to be and how it's supposed to be done, how you're supposed to look, and how you're supposed to talk. And I don't think I did a bad job, but it wasn't me. It wasn't the Kimbu York, who's the author alchemist, who has a dog named Keeley. It was just a lot of attempts at being something I'm not. Which brings me back to this episode, because... While I actually outlined this podcast a long time ago, it really resonates with me now as I relaunch the Author Alchemist podcast because it's focusing on who your audience is. Write the story you want to read. Write what you love. Really is talking about writing for yourself. That is kind of not the advice that you get from a lot of writing gurus who are telling you how to market to an audience, how to write to market, how to sell to specific demographics. And I don't want to say any of that is invalid, especially if you want to make a living as a writer or write a best-selling book. Those are important things to take into consideration, not saying that they aren't. But as a writer, and you know, I'm, I'm focused on backing up the process a little bit. Like before you ever get to who you're marketing to or writing to market, you, you need to write. You need to sit down and write. Even I have problems with that. I, even after all the years and all the words that I've written comes around and I'm sitting down and I'm looking at what I'm working on and I'm just, oh, why am I even here? What am I doing? I could be wrong, but I do believe that when you get down to the heart of it, people who are writers write what they want to read. And I think that's true of genre writers. I think that's true of high flutin literary authors. There's an element there that we're filling the void that we don't see. We're storytellers and we want to tell the story, but which story we tell and how we go about doing that has a lot to do with the story, the types of stories we love. 
So to back up a few years, a lot of years, when I was a young girl, uh, the stories I loved to read were considered lesser fiction. They were mass market paperbacks of science fiction. And before that, of course, young adult fiction. I was a huge fan of The Black Stallion. I was a huge fan of Misty of Chincoteague. You see, you're getting the theme here. Like I was a big horsey girl. Totally, totally into horses. Moved on to dragons, read Anne McCaffrey, Dragon Riders of Pern, and then moved into science fiction. Uh, I read a lot of the Star Trek adaptation novels, and then of course Star Wars came along, and there were Star Wars novels, and then I read Dune at a at a pivotal age, and I was just lost to science fiction. My mother did not approve. She was very much of the literary tradition of authors. She loved literature. It's a little ironic given that one of her favorite authors was the author of The Yearling, but we weren't going to go into my mother's many mysteries uh, right now. That would, that would take up the next 10 hours, so it's so not fit for a podcast. So I was obsessed with science fiction, and honestly, no one should be surprised, certainly given the tone of you know, my courses out from fanfic and, and uh, you know, the secrets of a better reader, that my love was realized in the form of fan fiction. Now, of course, this was fan fiction in 1978, 79, so... My fan fiction was in spiral-bound notebooks, handwritten, not shared with anybody. I'm sure if the internet had been around, I would have been the precocious 10 to 12-year-old sneaking online and joining forums and communities I was way too young to be a part of. But I didn't have that option. I had spiral-bound notebooks. And one of my first ones that I wrote in was for a Star Wars fan fiction with a Mary Sue character who was Luke Skywalker's sister, who was a secret Jedi. And yes, I'm still proud of the fact that I kind of called it for the series of Luke and Leah, even though I made up a separate character. I didn't realize Leah was a sister. We won't go into that anyway. She was a delightful character. I'm sure she had different colored eyes and different colored hair and was super powerful. I remember a couple of dramatic scenes I wrote that I absolutely will not be sharing here so too bad for you you're not going to know about it that it exists that's all you need to know but throughout my life I felt the pull to write real literature and I even hate saying that term because what is real literature but obviously it was the influence of my mother and society around me you know when you are a child who has a talent and I'm not saying I was talented. I was certainly driven to write. And it was one of the few things that my mother really approved of me doing in excess. So I wrote a lot. And if I had talent, it was pulled out by the fact that I was writing all the time. If I didn't have talent, then I've hidden that fact by the fact that I was writing all the time. Nature, nurture, we're not going to start that argument here either. But I wasn't Edith Borden. And <laughs> I'm sure that's a funny one to compare myself to, but the Viraga series was the classics literature series that my mother kept in the house. Second wave feminist, 
very pro-female writer, woman, right, women's history, women spelled with a Y, <laughs> the whole nine yards. And so, yeah, Edith Wharton and Jane Austen were the standards to which my mother held most writer. And Flannery O'Connor, that group of women writers, the classics, and uh, I don't, uh, that wasn't me. I didn't even come close to that. So I wrote my little science fiction stories, my my secret fanfic that I hid from my mother, and I'm pretty sure she knew existed. I don't know if my mother went and actually read my journals. Uh, she's not alive for me to ask, and honestly, I'm not sure I would want to know, even if she was. Nonetheless, I was haunted by shame, embarrassment, fear of judgment, fear of failure, failure of not living up to my potential to be a you know, groundbreaking literary author. But here's the thing. Fiction is bigger than any genre. There are science fiction novels that exist as ethereal literature, and there is a lot of literary novels that are just like really bad romance novels. You know, it's like you, you don't, you tried to write something, I'm not sure what you did. It's really pretty language, but uh, yeah, you didn't make it. And of course, there's going to be opinions back and forth about which one is which uh, forever, right? Like forever. It's just going to, people are going to argue that. But there are many genre-bending, genre-breaking, genre-elevating authors out there. And furthermore, there are many authors who just write good stories. They may not be, you know, the Dos Passos to be remembered forever, but they are writing stories that people enjoy and that they want to read. Which circles back around to my point of writing what you love to read, because if you're constantly trying to live up to an ideal that someone else has imposed upon you, then writing becomes drudgery, writing becomes painful, and you're not writing what you feel called to write. You need to get back in touch with that. You need to get back in touch with what are you reading. And admittedly, there may be a lot of things that you read that you don't want to write. I, I personally read a lot of nonfiction books. I really enjoy nonfiction history, archaeology, some sociology, uh, some science books, just, you know, kind of all over. And I, I have no intention of going out and writing, you know, a nonfiction book about biology or ancient history. I'm not qualified. And to get qualified would take a lot of energy that I don't want to invest. I can just read those books. But there are books I do want to write, and those are the romance novels, those are the fantasy adventure novels, uh, the science fiction, strange world-building novels. I want to write those because I love to read them, and the stories that I want to read haven't been written yet because, unfortunately, I'm kind of the person who, who has to write it. What really tipped me over the edge from feeling insecure and ashamed of what I was writing was fan fiction. And you'll hear this, me coming back to this again and again, because fan fiction's always been there for me. 
except when I wasn't there for fan fiction. The, the darkest years of my writing life were the years I wasn't writing fan fiction. I gave it up around college. This is a long story. You've probably heard it before at this point and didn't come back to it until about 2007, 2008. And those years were years spent pointlessly writing. I didn't focus on writing. I didn't feel proud of what I, the stories I wanted to tell. And I didn't commit to anything in any sincere way. And then I found fan fiction again, and I started writing again, and I started writing the stories I wanted to read, and I realized that that was the secret sauce all along. That I needed to write stories that called to me because they were there for me to read. And that seems like a very circular argument, but it's the truth. I think we all joke in the fan fiction community about, you know, we have to make our own food. I don't think it's any different in original or pro fiction circles. We have to make our own food. Like any cook will tell you that they make the food that they like to eat. That's how they got good at cooking, because they kept making the meals they wanted to serve and they wanted to eat. I have a friend who loves steak and will not go to a steakhouse. If we want to eat steak, I go to the grocery store, I buy a couple of steaks based on what she's told me that is good, and then I bring it to her house and she will cook us steaks. She will not go to a steakhouse. And I think a lot of times we need to think of our own writing that same way. It's like... Well, there are stories out there that are fun to read and I love reading them, but you know what I really want? I want to, I want to make my own story in house. I want to read that story. So when it came to moving back out of fan fiction and to writing my own original fiction, I had to embrace the idea of writing what I love to read. I don't want to make this sound like this was a heroic battle that I won because it's still ongoing. I'm working on a diesel punk, urban magical, weird rom-com-ish romance based on the fake dating trope. And I stalled on it for quite a while because I became overwhelmed by the idea that it wasn't what I had originally intended it to be. And Then I realized that I wasn't writing the story I wanted to read. I wasn't writing the story I wanted to tell. I was writing the story that I thought was supposed to appeal to readers. If you listen to that description of the story, you'll realize that it's very niche. I I don't know if there's 10 people who would want to read a diesel punk, urban magic, romance novel with a ton of world building uh, set in a speculative world based on post-World War One Western society. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people would. That's a possibility. I need to finish that. So <laughs> finishing it. Yay. That's the goal. I'm here to share my own trials and tribulations with you of writing what I love to read. And this is one of those cases where I've still had to fight that battle going on years now. 
wish I could promise you that you could just do it once and get it over with, but you can't. The point is to keep trying. Keep writing. Even if you can't write every day, even if you can only write 50 words at a time, or 10 words at a time, the point is just to keep going and to keep telling that story. Because, my friend, you are here to make your own food. I'm here to help you. So let's do it. Let's sit down and get some writing done. Thanks for spending time with me today. I'm glad to be back. Go have a great week full of creativity and fun. Thanks for listening to me ramble on about writing here on the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim New York, and I hope this episode has helped clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration. For more podcasts and other tools, including self-paced online courses, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com, no dashes, or email me at kimboo, K-I-M-B-O-O, at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, time to get some writing done.